I'm Sammy Joe Tracy, and you guys are listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Hans Driver. Snyder with scores! Now it's Buck Fidel score! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! There it is! It's snapped in! Sammy Joe Tracy! Welcome to Season 2 of the Pro Lacrosse Talk Podcast, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews from all your favorite players and coaches, as well as news and analysis from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Sammy Joe Tracy, two-time national champion with UNC, and now midfielder with the WPLL Pride. Sammy Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. No, we're excited to have you on. You know, we're trying to get more WPLL guests on, especially, you know, while you guys are on hiatus, I think it's still important to talk about the women's game. We're looking forward to you guys' return in 2021. Um, Before we get into the WPLL, let's talk a little bit about your upbringing. You come from a lacrosse family. Your dad was an All-American at Maryland. Uh, Tell us a little bit about growing up in Westchester County and picking up the lacrosse stick for the first time. Bedford was definitely, um, there was not a lot of lacrosse at all. Mm -hmm. So my dad actually took it over. I remember um, him coming off the train from New York City and taking off his shoes, but had the whole business attire. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the first guys to ever coach, taught us all boys lacrosse. And even though we were girls, so we, <laughs> everyone's like, no, 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 <laughs> you cannot check, you can't hit girls. And so definitely a rough and tough kind of upbringing. And um, we played a lot in the backyard. It was really awesome to have him around and then um there was kind of no clubs around so I traveled to New Jersey and I'm so thankful for my mom and the women who would you know drive those two hours just so I can play on a club team so Mm -hmm. super lucky and then um Fox Lane wasn't really known for lacrosse at all and played as an eighth grader and I was actually really tiny (laughs) (laughs) so um I was like really tiny and we won our first league and, and then we ended up the next year and two years after that getting and playing against garden city, which was like mm-hmm. the highlight of yep. their, they were the Mecca. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting to there was a huge accomplishment and these, the small group of us that my dad coached kind of came up. So we grew a lot together. We knew our strengths and weaknesses and um, we were able to go to States, which was super cool awesome that's great yeah, absolutely that's great <laughs> you know you, you went from a school that maybe wasn't mo- well known for lacrosse to one of the li- biggest women's lacrosse programs in the nation right at, at Chapel Hill and UNC so what really went into your decision to go to uh, UNC and play for for coach Levy for me it had like the total package mm-hmm. and you close your eyes and think of what college should look like I think Chapel Hill embodies that little kid idealist of Mm. you know college um also the fact that it was such a great sports school but what Mm. really attracted me was that they were so close to winning and they haven't won yet and I think that was I like really wanted the challenge Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it was like go to a dynasty or you know possibly make one Mm -hmm. and then being able to become underdogs and then become a top tier team and I think that was something that was really interesting to me. And Jenny, you know that you could see that Jenny had that. 
like mm-hmm. right there. And then with Katrina Dowd, like throwing that into the mix, it was just, and Phil and my freshman class just it was a perfect storm. So, you know, perfect storm for sure. I mean, you guys got off to a hot start. You end up going all the way to the championship and winning in triple overtime off your game winning goal. Talk to us about that moment. That was definitely one of the craziest moments <laughs> of my life. I had a really um, tough year as a freshman because I was starting and then I actually got a foot injury and Mm -hmm. I believe everything happens for a reason because I was only allowed to play a certain amount of minutes a game. Mm -hmm. So instead of being on the field, I came off the sideline and it put me in the, when Megan Ward like did that big stuff, Mm -hmm. it put me in perfect position to score the winning goal. And I'm number 13. Uh, It was 2013. I scored the 13th goal to win it. Um, on May 26, which is 13 plus 13, and exit 13 was where Villanova was off. So I think. <laughs> so pretty much 13 is not an unlucky number for you. It's a pretty lucky number for you. After that moment, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you end up, you know, going back to the title game. You, you just sat out a season with that injury. Um, you end up going back to the title game two years later and losing to Maryland. Um, and then you guys won again that final year uh, or that following year against Maryland for your second title. So talk to us a little bit about getting back there two years later, you know, falling to Maryland in that championship game and then beating them again, your junior season, your redshirt junior season. That, that 2015 season was Mm -hmm. a a battle and we went through a lot as a team and grew. And I think we really thought like that was the, the team that was going to do it all. And Mm -hmm we we falling short by one and again being up by a lot and then Maryland coming back I pulled my hamstring during that game and you know I felt like I could not contribute as much as I should have and we did make some minor mistakes that we were like we went back the next year angry and with a chip on our shoulder and we did x y and z wrong and we really went to the drawing board but the funny thing is that 2016 we didn't it was such a journey and we had a, we lost a lot of people to injury and we, it was, we lost a lot of games and mm. we won by one and overtime a lot. We had like, I think several games where we won by one. Right. And mm-hmm. so everything was just like a nail biter and a f- battle. And I think that's what actually prepared us to win. Like we mm-hmm. had that extra gas in the tank and that, like chip on our shoulder we had like I, I Marie McCool I had just a stacked team that we didn't really get as much accolades as we should have mm-hmm. and I think it just all fueled us to push through cool. yeah. 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 yeah yeah absolutely that's guys done yeah <laughs> that's yeah awesome. we were pissed. Um, <laughs> I was actually uh covering that game your freshman year uh, for one of the papers down in Baltimore and I was in the press box and that was like one of the most absurd games to just like be in the press box for and witness the triple overtime obviously the other two games are fantastic too but that triple overtime like that's one I'll remember forever me too and I just like how late it was yep. um, I remember after they're interviewing me and they're there I was like oh it's like eight o'clock and it was yep. like eleven thirty. Yep. it just had no <laughs> concept of time yeah um, that was it was just so wild it was wild Um, like thinking about it now and just like 
you know, I, sh- I, we looked at back at the film. Yeah. I- I've never really fully watched it, but I should have passed to our number one scorer <laughs> on the doorstep, yeah. but I decided to shoot it from outside okay. the eight, which is just definitely something I would do. And yeah. mm-hmm. Jenny awesome. was like, Oh. It worked out though. It worked out. <laughs> I think I think the uh, the goalie was shifting towards Abby. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of got her because she's like, "What is this freshman gonna pull the pull the trigger from so far?" <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and so people it were preparing out. for that. That's but. perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so let's transition to what you're doing now with uh, the WPLL. You played for two seasons with the Pride, the first inaugural season, which was awesome, and, and last year as well. So. Talk about uh, your experience uh, in the pro so far a little bit. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity. I think it's really cool. We're super, we're all like super involved. And mm-hmm. um, I think all the players are bought into building women's lacrosse and women's sports in general. Um, so it's been super fun. I get to be just as creative. It's it definitely a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, the structure, because everyone is so great. It's extremely competitive. And um, they kind of let us go with just like ideas instead of um, more so like concepts. And so it's, it is a little different, the structure, but I've been having a great time. I never thought I'd be friends with some of these girls. (laughs) (laughs) They were my enemies. Like I'm going through some, you know, um, cause I post on Instagram, these old photos, mm-hmm. like one of my good friends is Molly Stevens, but we used to battle against each other all the time. And it's, <laughs> and so it's just cool to see how far we've come sure. and, um, you know, everyone's building each other's brand and how can I help everyone and just watching mm-hmm. grows. It's been really cool and different. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, COVID-19 is kind of put a damper on this summer you guys aren't going to play this summer but you will return in 2021 but tell us a little bit about your emotions when you heard the news that you guys weren't going to have a season this summer well I've been I was in LA and I was really starting my to pick up my training Mm -hmm. and preparing for the summer because I think you know two summers ago I I wasn't lifting as much and I, I got knocked around so last season I was all about you know you know, building up strength and becoming kind of a different player than I was in college. Mm-hmm. So I was prepping super hard, you know, sprinting, just kind of changing my momentum. And I was extremely bummed. I was super shocked. Everything was, when I, when everything was going down, like mm-hmm. the college canceling, I, I, I guess I'll never forget it. It was like a Thursday and mm-hmm. it just was one after the other. And I was coaching high school across. So I felt so bad for those girls, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I thought it was only two weeks. And then when I figured everything was going to end, I was, you know, I don't really look at the negative. I kind of look like, okay, what can I do to help keep our pro league alive mm-hmm. and, you know, flourish what mm-hmm. should we like what should be my next mindset to shift so how can I help my uh, my teammates and their brands how can I you know help like myself so I'm just trying to shift goals also take a break with my body mm-hmm. I think it's like never really <laughs> had a full break so I'm mm-hmm. trying to be kind to myself and when I have to start really ramping it up I'll I'll do that Try not to hurt myself. You know, yeah, it's yeah. always like, <laughs> don't yeah, hurt yourself. The ebbs and flows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and kind of going off of that a little bit, kind of 
grown the brand of you, your teammates in the league. You guys have been doing the WPLL Plus digital platform. Um, that league launch was just awesome. So talk a little bit about uh, your work uh, with that digital platform. I love it. Um, I, I do get intimidated by Zoom. I'm just sure. really not a technological savvy. <laughs> and also I'm so good with, you know, working with the kids and yeah. sometimes I'm better at, you know, showing and using my hands. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been a switch, mm -hmm. but getting that personal interaction and seeing all the girls on there has, it really fills my cup up and I hopefully do the same for the girls. And I feel like, you know, that rush that I usually get that I've missed from coaching. So mm -hmm. um, I'm so grateful they gave me that platform and made it a lot easier for the girls who have yeah. trouble. Mm -hmm. they take care of all the like logistics and I can go out there and do what I do best mm -hmm. so I'm really grateful for that yeah and go off a, a little bit of that too you know you are the head person of the draw academy you know kind of partnered with Greg Renly and with the face-off academy you guys do events together um how difficult has it been then to kind of reach these young athletes now that we are kind of forced to go in a more digital route and you know a lot of these in-person things have been canceled how have you kind of adjusted well, first thing I always do is call Greg. <laughs> um, I always call Greg and I'm like, okay, so he, he's, he's so great and has such a sharp mind for being really innovative. And mm -hmm. he's like, so this is what I'm doing. And I t take it all in. And I'm like, okay, now put it into girl mode. How am I going to girl it up? And mm -hmm. um, he has really pushed me to be super creative and always pushing me to get like I'm I love Instagram and I it's but it's like a love hate kind of battle sure. don't oh mm -hmm. being a girl it's the content is different the way guys look at it versus what girls look at mm -hmm. um, it's so different so he really is just like get out there you be creative you know you can always send it to me and give good feedback so I'm so lucky to have like a mentor like that and um so I've been really trying to put tips online trying to do like tip every thursday on my draw control academy um try to show what i'm doing working out wise even though it's very different than what i would be doing prepping for a season mm -hmm. uh, trying to be like supportive for girls and be there and be a role model and show what i'm interested in and what i'm doing so trying to open up more where i mm -hmm. used to I, even though I am someone on Instagram, I, I do keep a lot private and trying to open up and be more of myself on social media because I do feel like some girls think I am not the same. So mm -hmm. trying to be my authentic self is sometimes scary. So mm -hmm, yeah. um, this, especially with the amount of followers I have, I do get, in, I, I do get nervous. So mm -hmm. um, just kind of coming out and being myself more yeah. Yeah. yeah well it's tough to put yourself out there but uh going back a little bit too with the draw academy um you know talk a little bit what you're doing right now but tell us a little bit about how you started that and how has it been running it you know these past couple of years you know what's the reception you've gotten from you know younger players that have participated in your events so I started I was going into my fifth year and mm -hmm. summer and we just won and Jojo Morasco is like a good friend of mine. He used to give mm -hmm. me lessons all the time because he's from Somers. And 
he was in the lizard's locker room and I guess Greg was like, I need to draw a girl. Like I'm getting big enough to the, that's my next phase. And mm -hmm. he's like, you should give him an email. I mean, or like email him. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll email him. And I guess I was so generic in my email <laughs> that he thought I was a parent and oh he was like, gosh. look at the website. And I was like, Jojo, I don't think he, he needs me. <laughs> and oh my God. So I was like, so, and then he, and then I emailed him again saying, I'm not a parent. Like I'm Jojo's friend. I'm, I care a lot. I, I was a lot less generic. And then he's like, oh, 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 we need to meet. And then from there, I spent my whole fifth year building the Draw Control Academy. Mm -hmm. So I went and got, went to a bunch of his draw days, took notes and start, I'm like, how can I do that? And then I became, I think I beat my own personal record for draw controls, which was on top of the UNC. So he elevated my game by pushing me extra hard and learning because women's lacrosse, we don't focus on it as much as we, mm -hmm. we did back then. And it being repetitive is super hard sometimes just doing the same things over and over, which I think face off guys are really good at. Mm -hmm. Whereas we, I think we could be better at, you know, doing that all week, the same thing. Um, but so I started building my stuff just based off of him and creating drills using um, whatever I thought was fun or, and then I started traveling all over and I was getting huge numbers and, I, and then sometimes I'd get really small and just to keep mm -hmm. fighting. And I feel like I went to places consistently. Then I got asked to go overseas <laughs> Um, so I went to Germany, which was super fun and did some draw stuff and di did some draw stuff in Japan through the WPLL. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I went to all, like almost, I'm getting close to the 50 States. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm missing a couple, but yeah. I got to meet a ton of people from all over and teach the draw. And I feel like I really touched girls and they've touched me. So I'm super lucky for everything. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, talk about growing the game. That's you're doing it, you know, with going to all those states. Um, and then one final question before we move on to our five and five segment is how's the collaboration been with Greg been? Because he's kind of taken some ideas from the women's game and tried to adopt them into the men's game and then vice versa. So how have you guys kind of been, uh, you know, uh, soundboard for each other in throwing back ideas on how we can improve the game of lacrosse? We're always talking and our group is always, it's not just Greg and I, it's, you mm -hmm. know, Trevor and Brendan and um, Jerry, especially mm -hmm. Jerry's like super innovative. Um, and I think having a woman and having like a man in my corner has been super helpful and just like pushing boundaries mm -hmm. and, you know, being myself and maybe trying new things. So I'm super lucky that I have him and I have that group of guys that are really like, you know, like my security guard and, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything so um it's been super interesting to you know have someone l like that that's really changed the game for the better um it's it's been wonderful yeah yeah no, that's awesome well uh, we'll take a quick break here a word from our sponsor and then we'll go into our five and five segment today i also want to talk to you about our affiliate lacrosse jewelry lacrosse jewelry features a diverse line of lacrosse inspired rings necklaces and bracelets so you can show your lacrosse pride and style both on and off the field. Better yet, we've teamed up with Lacrosse Jewelry to provide you with a special discount. Simply visit laxjewelry.com and use the code PROLACROSSE to save 10% on your order today. 
All right, so welcome back. So let's dive into our five and five. Um, the first one I'll ask you is, what are your top songs on your game day playlist when you're getting ready for your games? I, I really like Really Ghetto or like Dubstep. Okay. It's like Zed's Dead or like um, I love the Baby or like it's just the pet. I get like a lot of moods or like like Machine Gun Kelly and <laughs> like and then and then I like like hard rock and roll. So I. <laughs> That was fine, yeah. Okay. Change, Whatever gets my head banging, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Got it, got it. That's what we're looking for. More of like, you know, what what gets you going? Some people are the opposite. They like to, you know, kind of calm their nerves or whatever. I was always the person that needed like something to get me going. Um, I was always like the, you know, loud, heavy rap or, um, you rap. know, yeah, rock or whatever. But uh, anytime I don't know, Bop I don't... comes on, anytime Bop comes on, I'm <laughs> ready to go. He's like. <laughs> we, we had we had one we had one guy though who you would have thought was like when he was on the field he was he was an animal on the field and you would have thought he listened to something like similar and he would listen to classical music before he get ready for games and stuff. Ah, so you would never right. peg totally that, but you just never know. But um, moving on to number two, who was your favorite lacrosse player to watch when you were growing up? Um, Mark Matthews. Okay, yeah, well wow, that's uh, a good one. I was obsessed with was one handed catches in front of the cage. Mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. that's what I want to do um and for a girl it was Katrina so Mm. it's been so crazy to have Katrina you know be my idol Mm. and my mentor and now we're friends so Mm. we've been through like three stages of my life at least (laughs) but she was always pushing both those two and she likes to play like a Canadian anyway Mm -hmm. so anything that's super tricky is what I love yeah that's great and then going off of that, uh, kind of along the same lines, but a little bit different. Who's your favorite lacrosse personality on social media right now? It can be a guy, a girl. Uh, who's somebody that you think is like really doing a good job on social media? I think tra- anything Trevor does is hysterical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't get enough of him. And then the fact that he lives with Rambo, it just yeah. like, mm-hmm. and then um, I think Alex Oss is doing an incredible job. Um, getting herself out there because I just know how hard it is to push content mm-hmm. like that constantly and like to be silly because sometimes I'm just like I am a really silly person but it's I just it takes a lot so yeah. I commend her for it crushing no, it absolutely yeah yeah her TikToks. she's been doing a lot of the fitness videos and stuff um yeah no I, I think those two her, her and Trevor are definitely yeah tre- the combination of Trevor Rambo and then you got Blaze in there too it's just hilarious to have all those guys living when I do stuff with Trevor it's Mm -hmm. like the things that come out of his mouth (laughs) and it's just like where do you get this from because you know we're the two kids like it's like Jerry Mm -hmm. and Greg are the parents (laughs) two kids in the back are me and Trevor and anything Trevor says just makes me laugh to no end and the, the two dads are like kids what are you doing back there <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> so. you guys have that dynamic yeah um going off of that what's your current lacrosse stick set up in terms of shaft head and stringing i am a maverick athlete okay and um i they do such a good job with the ascent that um i just kind of beat it in and it has a great pocket in the back mm-hmm. and in the front and for, for me it's super important that it's like a stiff head mm-hmm. um yep I get mushed through all the time. Like, oh, Sammy's winning. Let me just tear through her stick completely mm-hmm. so it just flies out, out of my way. So to have, like, a firm head is really important to me. And it's light because I need 
to grab it with one hand. So yep, yeah, and those one-handed uh, shots and uh, pickups and stuff that you were mentioning earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, final question for lacrosse-related ones: uh, What has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? I loved um, playing in Philly and playing um, in the, the the soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, the water, yeah, PPL, and um, the water. It's like t- small enough to because it's hard with lacrosse, you know, like mm. small enough. So definitely that, and you know, winning a championship there was really cool. And I got involved in the MLS. I were I worked there at NYCFC, so um, I knew like a, what was going on kind of in there. Mm. So I just it connected to me a lot. That's awesome. Well, Adam is a—he's uh, a Philly native, and uh, he was a big Union fan. So, no. Um, so I, that's like—that's yeah, a perfect you, answer for Adam. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got—you have the best of the Union, pretty much. Like we—we'll beat you in the regular season, then we'll play uh, at City Field or wherever now, right? You guys are, and then you'll smack us in the playoffs. City Field, with Yankee Stadium. Oh, did you oh. play the? Uh, didn't they? Because the Yankees were in the playoffs last year. Didn't the playoff game? Wasn't it at City Field last year because of the conflict or something? I don't know. I, I could I, be wrong. I don't remember. But I just remember it was played in one. I know you guys played at uh, Yankee Stadium yeah. for the most part. But, but it's uh, difficult because the field is so – I know all so the different. fields. It's, it's so crazy. different. Yeah. They soccer, they also play um, at in the Patriot Stadium as well. Yep. So, oh, yeah. uh, so it's just like the turf and, the, and they always want to play on grass. Yep. Right? I got – all the soccer low down. <laughs> I can imagine. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, very, very cool. Um, so I, this will be a good first one for the non-lacrosse. So who's a non-lacrosse athlete you think would, would excel at the sport? Could be a soccer player. They're so bad with their hands sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that is so good. Okay. A girl or a boy? Yeah, whoever Anybody. you think. Yeah. Yep. Ashlyn Harris would be um, – I know her really well, and okay. she has really good hand-eye. Actually, yeah, so she's a soccer player. So um, I, w- I would say she would do really well because she's super aggressive, mm-hmm. and it would be different for her. I wouldn't put her in, her, in the goal. I would definitely, mm-hmm. like, put her on the field. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't be scared, though, to get between the pipes, I don't think. She, yeah, she'd, no. She would be a defender that dive right in and take yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You would crush it. That's awesome. Um, all right. Number two, what are some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing when you're not on the field? I love hiking and doing yoga. I'm a yoga instructor and I do yoga every day. And, um, I like, I love walking more, more so walking than anything. It really is something that I have to do every day to clear my mind. Um, and then I love to travel, which is, it's been so weird. I'm my bags are still unpacked. <laughs> um, but I'm traveling constantly. I love I love being on the plane. I love traveling and seeing the airport, new city, the culture, what kids are into. It's just everything that goes along with traveling. So Perfect. Yeah, it's, it's um, good for me to have a break. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of speaking of the travel side of things, it, it worked perfectly. What's a what's your favorite spot to vacation? It could be from far away or close to home i love i get conflicted between the beach and mm-hmm. mountains sometimes okay. <laughs> but i would have to say my favorite place to vacation would be greece because 
or um, like I love, or like some, somewhere in Spain where you get like the beach and the city and the culture. And I love that Europe has like, when you walk in, it's like, you can go from like 2020 all the way back to BC. Yeah. And, and yeah. So I love being like in a culture like that. And it's like, sometimes it's frozen in time. So mm -hmm. that, cool. yeah. Cool. Uh, number four, what's your favorite meal and you prefer to take out or cook at home? I, so the reason I love Japan is that you can eat sushi, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and if I could, I would. Yeah. Um, but I have to do takeout because if anyone who knows me, I am the worst cook ever. <laughs> um, I, tr I try all the time. I'm super impatient and I always get demoted to dish duty. So I'm really good at cleaning <laughs> the dishes, everyone. <laughs> There we go. There we go. So, definitely takeout. Definitely sushi. Okay, sounds good. Got it. Um, and then number five. This is a two-parter. So, uh, what's a book uh, or podcast you'd recommend to a teammate or friend? And since we're all quarantined, everyone's binging a lot. So, what's a show uh, that you've been watching currently that you would recommend? I'm watching currently Peaky Blinders. Okay, that's so good. That's so freaking good. <laughs> it's so now. good. It's like still kind of slow, but it's get, it's starting to yeah. pick up. Mm -hmm. um, I ha I have to watch like with my family. I'm not a TV aloner kind of okay. person because yeah. I ask many questions. <laughs> and so I like like the interaction. Yeah. Um, and I watch The Crown. So I'm really into like European sure. like and Yellowstone. If any, that's one okay. of my favorites gotta watch that one um so what i'm watching is peaky blinders what i would recommend is yellowstone that's uh -huh. the best it's i guess it's both mobster one's mobster out west one's yep. uh, <laughs> in england yeah, and then oh i love to read the great alone is really good for girls um because it's a mother-daughter story but it's it's really intense and then the nightingale is for everyone or um, a thousand white women. I I read a lot, so I just so those great. Are, yeah, those are great, great books. Um, the thousand white women. I read the same time as my dad, and um, we like we're just mowing through it. It's a, mm -hmm. it's about um, something that would have happened, but you okay. I, I I can't tell you. Okay, okay. All right. we'll definitely pick it up though. though. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. It's about Native Americans. I'm really into that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. Um and it's about a woman's story so it's in, it's insane so <laughs> definitely we'll have to check it out for sure we were always adding to our list that's kind of part of the reason we asked that question is we do want to know about your reading interests but we also are trying to build our list up a little bit too, we need you know, everyone to is. too. I, yeah. I feel like netflix i'm like thank goodness we found peaky blinders because we were like we went we were doing the last dance yeah. and mm -hmm. we were like you know now it's done so we were like okay let's watch bad boys and dennis rodman um 30 for 30 just anything that kind of you know built the story more i guess yeah. so and then i was like oh no what do we do now yeah yeah no we definitely need need some more of those type of documentaries out there so are, um, are you a knicks fan then um so my godfather played for the sons and the jazz so he's gotcha. in the 30 for i mean he's in the last dance he lost oh wow. uh, that's, that's <laughs> a funny nugget i didn't know that though so yes my godfather is tom chambers and okay. um he's a cowboy that plays but the seven foot 
cowboy with a mullet that yeah. um, <laughs> plays for the Suns, and awesome. um, you see him losing. He actually gets toasted. Like <laughs> <laughs> Michael just like ties him up in oh, it. <laughs> so he's so mad if I'm saying this, but I. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun and my parents know like a ton of the people yeah. because of that connection sure. so gotcha no I only say that because there's a documentary uh about uh Stefan Marbury that I just found it's called a kid from Coney Island that's really good so oh my uh, mom's from Coney Island there you go it might be oh, a for her thank there. you there you go. <laughs> there we go more recommendations see there's the next next <laughs> last dance that you can watch yeah um perfect this has been awesome, Sammy Joe. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been great hearing about what you guys are doing, you know, kind of during this hiatus and how you can engage with the fans, because I think it's really important. Um, so my final question for you is, what is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? I would say have so much fun. And the more fun you have, the more creative and the more loose you play. So mm-hmm. you need to take a break and not being fun take a break because this is the time and then dive back into it. The way you get to the top is it's your obsession and it's your true love. So, you know, know when to take the breaks and know when to really dive in. No, that's awesome. I think that's great advice, especially during this time. Um, really appreciate you coming on. It's been a lot of fun for us. I hope it was a lot of fun for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, best of luck taking that break and then preparing, you know, for 2021. Thank you. Today, I also want to talk to you about Tomahawk Shades. Tomahawk Shades have an array of both quality sunglasses and blue light glasses at a fraction of the cost of popular sunglass brands. Their blue light glasses are perfect for guys like me who spend hours looking at a computer screen when editing. They also have a great collection of sunglasses with pro athletes like Kylie Olmiller, Kyle Harrison, Mike Chanichuk, and Chris Hogan repping the brand. So if you want a pair of the shades the pros wear, visit TomahawkShades.com and use the code PLT20 to save 20% on your order today.